0: Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello, Talk Cosmos. Tonight is March 9th, 2019, and our subject is with Pisces, the archetype of Pisces, the wild of nature. You know, nature interconnects the untamed, those greater forces, and it orchestrates the life challenges that we humans must really, for our better interest, cooperate rather than control and if we look at nature animals they coexist it's not necessarily a rose garden there's some thorns in there they 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 pull for their power structure but then again there are cooperation times there's times when the dolphin get together and i'm not sure if it's dolphin or whales pardon me on that but they feed each other i think it's a dolphin they get a food a seal they just and they share it among themselves this is not just me for out all by the self there is a a unity involved and when we get to the archetype of pisces which has been mentioned on various talks and we're still this is the third talk there'll be one more next week pisces incorporates all of the energies it's that greater force outside of ourself It's chaos, really, at least from our mortal senses because we're unable to control the sun rotating or us rotating around the sun orbiting or any of these really empowering, huge energies. It seems chaotic, and so we try to control. Well, it doesn't always get us to the best place. Hawaii, for instance, there's maybe three indigenous plants. I did a walk once with a botanist, one of them is the white plumeria, not plumaria, hibiscus, which amazes me, a white hibiscus. Uh, there's the willy-willy tree. There, there's various indigenous plants, but most have been brought over. Just like the starling here in the United States, it floods the sky, which means that like everything, it's space. We live in a land, in a, not just a land, but a world that is space and time. The, the the big universe of life has been fragmented so that we can live in it, energetically I'm speaking, from what has been referred to as the Big Bang into all the elements that somehow connect through electromagnetic fields or gravitational and more that we need to, will be, I don't know about need to know, but that we will be finding to know with science and, And not just through science, but that's really where we get back to Pisces, is it integrating this, this life force, this amazing greater energy that people have always wondered, what is the source? Tonight, my guest has spoken before, Shannon Hayes. Shannon lives in Seattle and is a certified evolutionary astrologer with the Maurice Fernandez program. And she is a consultant, astrology consultant, a stargazer, and a hair designer and her own business owner, a photographer, nature lover, cat lover, animal activist. and on Instagram does inspired posts with Animal Spirit Tarot. So from many facets, and you can listen to Shannon on other talks and they're all on the mutable. It's amazing. We spoke first on Gemini, which is a mutable sign. Then in Sagittarius, which is a mutable sign. And now Pisces, which is the all-encompassing, all, ocean animals. Hi, Shannon.
1: Hi, Sue. (laughs) Thanks for having me on tonight.
0: Yes, indeed. We've really worked on this particular topic, (laughs) but it's so huge that we've... So Piscean and deep. (laughs) Yes. Engaged. So true. I mean, I think of the ocean, just it's... How it's, I think, the fact that the ocean is, what, two-thirds of our globe. And seafarers has transported the rivers and the rains we know because of the water that, that uh, um, I wasn't going to say shift, evaporates. Thank you, that's the word. <laughs> evaporates. And, of course, we're in this new world of, Another climate change that has been aden- identified so often. And we were looking at three different periods of time where astrology-wise they linked
1: up. Similar as, similar planetary combinations going on, especially with uh, the Neptune, right, and Saturn. And um, Uranus and Taurus... And Uranus and Taurus retrograding back into Aries, like we just yeah. experienced, and um, and the nodes and the, the nodes, yeah, the nodes going um, into Cancer Capricorn.
0: And for those people that aren't necessarily astrologers, you know, these cycles have quite an impact for a period of time. And it's so interesting to look back into history to find out, you know, nothing's ever the same. At, first of all, just looking at our planet, we spiral you know, we go in an orbit around the sun, but then the sun has its own path and is going north. So it's a spiral, but we can find connecting themes. So we looked up these, these several impactful things. And again, with archetypal energies, Saturn and Pisces, I mean, we couldn't find, because right now we have these planets in their own signs. It's very strong. It's just, the moment is now. But Just to mention that this was when Saturn was in Pisces, which is also relating. So that one time was 549 and the other was, I think, 1348.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. 1348. And they were both uh, plagues. Forms of bubonic plagues that. Came through mostly from they were brought over. On water, yes, from um, sailing merchants traveling back and forth trading, and they managed to attach themselves. They were fleas actually that attached themselves to the rats that got on board on the ships that ended up coming over and infecting a lot of people. Yeah, the one in 541 was down in Egypt called the Justinian, mm-hmm.
0: I think, because it was a conqueror that wanted that was his name, but. It really was devastating. It killed unbelievable. It only
1: it lasted a very short period, about four months, because it practically killed everybody. Yeah, it was like almost like yeah, like forty percent of the population,
0: which wiped out
1: and changed the economy. It changed the war factor
0: because he was trying to conquest and he didn't have an army, which shows just the some of the dynamics. And in the second. And we're just sort of jumping over it. We'll we'll go back and, as our thoughts conclude, but to fill our wonderful audience and folks in on the uh, Black Plague or the the bubonic plague. Yeah. Yeah. That one also shifted. It went for quite a while.
1: Yeah, it went off and on, like, I mean, for like a couple decades. And it it kind of slowed down later in the 16th century but then resurfaced again so the first time it came around it came from asia and went to england and pretty much wiped out 15 percent of the population of england at the time and then started about oh i don't know a few years later it started to slow down again and they almost got it under control but then it came back again and it pretty much wiped out about a good like 20% i think of the population well
0: wasn't it greater because i think it was over it hundreds, might have been yeah. hundreds of years actually well by hundreds 1348 to 1665 right and and, and the dates they're actually um, uh, but but the point being that 75% actually ended up dying
1: which again revolu- revolutionized the whole yeah era I mean it changed the class structure and everything yeah, yeah yeah it ended serfdom right exactly it totally ended
0: serfdom in England yeah you know what's interesting is that also in the, the five sixth century the 500s I happened to go to, the Nordic Museum this in Seattle it's a brand new museum last year beautiful museum and they had an exhibit called the Vikings begin from Sweden from Uppsala University Uppsala U P P S A L A and it was mentioning that around the middle of the 6th century about the same time that we had pulled up with this bubonic uh, with this plague down in Egypt that climate had changed in the Scandinavian areas, and it also... And, and, and r- again, audience, we're mentioning these points in time because we have similarities now. You know, we could draw... Par- what we're doing is drawing parallels as to some of these perhaps impactful shifts that we're experiencing, these long impacts. But at that time... The climate changed, and so small farms were failing. And interestingly, people moved again, in a sense, but this time creating class systems because they moved into big, long, wooden houses where there were the elite and the warriors
1: and slaves, servants. Yeah, totally interesting. I know that they did the exact opposite in the Scandinavian countries. Because they had to come together. So in order to live together, they had to create a class system. And someone in charge, a lot of them had kings in their different kingdoms, too. They started creating kingdoms Mm -hmm. instead of small pockets of individual families and farms. Which, as I'm thinking, so
0: the theme is really that structure of Saturn. And now we have, of course, Saturn in its own Capricorn sign and then also the demise,
1: the, the dissolving. Right, the deconstruction, right, yes. of the past to start something new again. And then you also had the Uranus and Aries, right? I mean, a lot of it was land and water, but things had to kind of fall apart in order to start over again, right? Very true. And to recreate. So a lot of it was, uh, yeah, a new way, a new way of existing with each other. I mean, which was also has a lot to do with the nodal axis being in Cancer Capricorn as well, because <coughs> there were different structures coming into play at the time. So, and and it was also cyclic. You know, a lot of it was, a lot of these weather and these plagues, you can track them because they, there were cycles of things happening at the time. And it seemed like... in like when we were looking at the whole thing, right? And we were looking back at like some of these things happening that the the nodal axis was Cancer Capricorn then and it's in a similar place now.
0: It is. And again, these nodes are associated with the moon as it revolves, not revolves, well, revolves, yes, orbits around Earth and it's an 18-month cycle and it's where essentially we're leaving from energy, which happens to be a Capricornian structured um, am- achievement, goals, mastery, which has its purposes, of course. But yet, everything has a balance, and in order to really homogenize or make that not too off balance, we need to integrate the the Cancerian personal growth because the capricornia is more involved with social order and not of us ourselves and when right. you look at it that's really what and Uranus of course wants us to get back to our authentic self it's the 11th energy aquarius by that time the the person has dev- whatever's person or its energy is has, has progressed to, to its fullest extent, right? right? Yeah. And so it wants to get it back to what the real sense is, and it right. can be sudden. So in these cases, there's such division. You know, Pisces wants unity.
1: Right. So. It wants unity, but it also can be very destructive in the process of creating the unity. With toxins. Right. Yeah, with toxins and, you know, with... Um, uh, Well, different things happening in the water. Yeah, exactly. Things coming from the water that end up shaking stuff up, breaking stuff down, either garbage toxins or bacteria toxins or, you know. Yeah, right now. Or floods, you know. I mean, floods and typhoons and everything else, right? Yeah, right now we have
0: a... A real issue with the ocean, you know, we have a a sea of plastic that some entrepreneurs have gone out and tried to recycle, and as we know, you know, there's sonic booms being
1: encroaching on this s- on the sea, the marine life and stuff. You yeah, know, all the sonic, the uh, the sonic booms that are uh, putting off the whales and the porpoises, and, and
0: then in Fukushima,
1: yep exactly. Which we haven't fi- figured out. Nope, and they've been dumping water in the Pacific ever since it happened. And you know? there
0: can be an overwhelm with, I mean, I keep trying to thread back, okay, we're talking about issues, and how can we understand some of these issues, what happens? Because there is an overwhelm, so people deny. There's a de- natural sense right. of denial. And, of course, there's space and time, and so it's easy to put it aside. But the problem is, Is that when we look back into these similar energies that are happening, and nothing is overnight, but it's long periods of of cycles, of timing, as such as you pointed out, really the the Capricorn and um,
1: Cancer. Yes, thank you.
0: Are are periods of cycles with the Saturn of its 30 years and the Moon every month doing its cycle, that we're, it's ripe. We're right. ripe in just one potent moment when all of life starts with the water. We're 70% water. We would we, we die without water. Right. Water is exactly very important to our survival. <clears throat> so it's necessary to realize that perhaps we're, these are connecting to us, that we uh, that we are immo- among this facet of
1: change. Right. Well, it's, yeah, it's, they're like wake up calls, you know, these similar transits going on, similar, similar lessons that need, obviously need to be learned, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is about um, coming back to what is important, you know, what really feeds us, coming back and coming back as as a, like a unity, like a family type of coming back where everybody needs to be involved. That is excellent. I was just noticing on one thought about the
0: bubonic plague, you know, at the very end, this doesn't exist. Well, it's a form towards that unity, but it was that the landowners, because there was a labor shortage, that people had insert that serfdom... Uh, uh, manner of, of, of existence was where you had to pay high taxes, uh, high taxes, ta- right? high taxes. Yeah. And they didn't think of it as taxes. It was almost just like rent or something. They had to really...
1: Yeah, they had to pay the crown, basically, yes. in order to have their land to... But because there were
0: so few people, they had to pay more. Right. And finally, the people dissented because of this labor shortage, and that ended serfdom. Yep. And then you mentioned this great... This was in our own talk, that the vernacular, the language between people increased. So that goes back to that unity, that sense right. of connecting back. Right. Although right now we're it's beyond that. It's that sense of family, that sense of
1: our personal emotions, our personal tribe. Right, exactly. Exactly the tribe, right? Instead of being so um So, um, fragmented and, um, fragmented in specific, like, hierarchies, it was like they finally had to make, they finally had to give each other space in order to grow from the changes of no longer having all these different, Unrelated sectors, they had to come together because there were fewer people, so they had to figure out how to survive all over again, right? So and blot and blossom, right? As a result, yeah, from that period of time, because that
0: was like Renaissance, right? After that, yeah, it was. They had more food, more land, yeah. Yep. Hey, on other issues, you also brought up this idea of the trees and virus. I mean, if we're talking about bacteria with the ocean. There's, and, and we'll leave the land. There are animals. I mean, Pisces, Neptune involves all the greater forces. But, you know, the Amazon itself has so many trees that have bacteria, viruses,
1: and there are other places. Right, In like the Arctic underneath, like some of the... Um, the yeah, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> The frozen bits well, of a <laughs> tundra. Well, yeah, exactly. The Arctic tundra and stuff. Yeah, they've been finding different. Um, I think they found like an, like you were saying earlier we were talking about it was like an animal that had been frozen for like yes. several thousand years. Right. Yes. They were checking, testing. It's like DNA. It wasn't in the
0: Arctic. And... I think it was down under, uh, uh, down yonder, under, uh, below the equator. Below the equator. On an yeah. island <laughs> that may have been in the reef, you know, the Great Reef or, or, or islands there. Yes, they had been dormant for thousands of years. Yeah. Which is a shaggy dog story. I'm sorry to say I don't have the details, <laughs> which is so <laughs> like Oh, dear. <laughs> shaggy dog yes. story. Yes. <laughs> but really, getting back to all of it, I guess, w- that brings the thought up of our intervention. You know... Of course we have in order to survive on the planet in most climates we need to intervene just to get shelter and our protection but the fact is we go beyond that control and we start manipulating or correcting for more abundance or for whatever just the fact right now like with the fish you
1: know the orca don't ha-
0: they don't have enough salmon
1: Right, and they eat specific types of salmon. So, what they were considering here in Washington is like opening up one of the dams and letting some of the the salmon out that specific type of salmon. I think it was a king salmon. Yes, but I'm it's a king salmon, right. Absolutely. Yeah, because the orca are really connoisseurs. specific. Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> connoisseurs. They like what they like, and that's what they oh, want. We like the
0: orca. The orca aren't only here at the Northwest, but they're pretty iconic. But it is a real symbolic energy of uh, over the globe. You know, you have to look at this as a messenger. You know, it's telling us something very dramatic is happening. And there was a, a river, the Elwha. There was a dam on the peninsula that was eradicated. And it's a resurgence. It was just in the paper. So that could, I don't know if we can correct our how much we, you know, it's really a matter of how do we correct things, maybe by, between the intervention. Right. It's really a matter of respecting.
1: Yeah, exactly, respecting and, like, and, um, yeah, respect. Respect and caring about nature. You know, it's like we all have to do our part in order to make things work and to be involved, exactly. Whether it's, you know, signing petitions or attending town hall meetings or
0: going outside.
1: Right. Getting outside (laughs) in nature, going out and appreciating what we have. It's like I think so many people get caught up in their day to day, you know, lives that they don't even take time out to go appreciate nature.
0: Well, increasingly, it can be difficult if living in a city environment. You know, the ancients felt by ancients, at least I know back the Western society, let's say, you know, as far as civilization, Greek, Roman at that time, with the with the philosophers that that any land area needed to be seventy only seventy percent could be developed. So in other words, thirty percent and I've given thought to that. That could be a house on a plot, it could be a city of course, it could be anything. Right. But it gives that ratio. Same thing as our bodies to earth. You know, we are seventy percent water. Right. It's hard to believe.
1: Yeah, I know. It's interesting, right? Yes. Because now they're just throwing up houses, condos, whatever, left and right with no thought of where they are. It's just space. Going up. Right. Everything's going up, right? And everything is crowding out. I mean, another problem of that is, um, like, speaking of intervention, is the fact that we're so spread out. We're spreading out further and further into natural areas that were protected for animals. And now people are unhappy about the fact they've got animals in their backyard that they never had, right? Exactly. Again
0: and again, since I had lived in Arizona down in the Tempe, not Tempe, but Scottsdale area, and every year there were bears that came into people's pools. And I thought, well, and it spreads out, that particular area city is is so enormous for miles doesn't go up it goes out but i thought we must realize that we need to coordinate life with nature we can't just keep imposing our needs you know but there's other ways to to manage
1: right we have to learn how to cooperate with Our natural environment rather than to dominate it and take it over. There needs to be cooperation. People really need to figure it out. Our imprint, as you had said. Yeah, the imprint, exactly. We need to lessen our imprint on the natural world. You know, oh, there's so many thoughts that we could add.
0: And we appreciate our talk cosmos. We're going to take a brief announcement and we'll be right back. This is Sue with Shannon Hayes about Pisces and the Wild Nature. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yin period of Pisces, ruled modernly by Neptune and by Jupiter in traditional astrology of the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on the equality of all humans and brilliancy, Pisces concludes the 12 signs that energetically encompass the entirety of the universe where humans have no control. As a mutable water sign, represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions of the forces of life, we experience in Pisces the collective unconscious energy of the unknown. Intuitive, psychic Pisces completes the seed cycle initiated with Aries' willful separation from the Piscean womb.
1: Celebrate your star energy blessings. Schedule a natal astrology chart consultation with Talk Cosmos host, Sue Rose Minahan. You'll learn to better understand what personally fuels your soul's seed direction. Sue focuses on your questions to connect you into your unique heart's desire and your true soul path's birth essence, including a recording and a copy of your chart. Schedule by emailing info at TalkCosmos.com. That's info at TalkCosmos.com.
0: Welcome. This is Leslie Francis, professional astrologer and author of the 2019 and 2020 Llewellyn Sun Sign books. And you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, hosted by Sue Rose Minahan, every Saturday from 6 to 7 p.m. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hello again, Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, March 9th, 2019, The Wild of Nature, with Shannon Hayes, Seattle astrologer. And again, we've been talking about many facets of Pisces. The ocean itself is really, it's a water sign. It's the ocean represents the great cosmos of, of the of the totality of of nature. As far as what we can, as an analogy is often like, we're the waves in the ocean, or as Rumi might say. We, what is his? Oh, I should have a quote off the top of my head that we are not the, um, the, the, we are not the ocean. Well, in other words, that the ocean is in our drop, right? So there is a unity involved. It's how do we coordinate life with everything that we were born into. We were born into the wild. We've certainly evolved, and not necessarily linearly. There are different areas of the globe where, you know, obviously, as we know that we have what we call different um, developments, first world, second world, and the way our language speaks of it. But the fact is, we have nature all around us: the sun, the moon, the stars, the animals, the wild animals, and it's the wild animals, it's that which is untamed, that is part of this wonderful energy of Pisces: the elephants, the the lions, the turtles that migrate. You know, it get it it, it is perennial. You know, there was a study in British Columbia, which is in Canada, right along the coast here, and on the islands they were rather isolated and they noticed that there were certain predators that had been removed. And so the, what it says here is a study brought fear to wildlife on British Columbia Islands. And the idea that the terror made the smaller mammals worry. And so they ate less. And it was, again, trying to reconstruct some of the shifts that happen when people come in and change the environment just from the fact that we're taking up space that perhaps other animals wouldn't have. Which is so interesting to think of because when one's training animals, like in the circuses, which fortunately, at least in my humble opinion, are no longer as as prominent as they have been. But that's where love is supposed to be, training these animals in a relationship. But here there is always, in life, a polarity. We live in a life of time and space. So, of course, there are dichotomies. And that's one of the things I might thread into, that Pisces is that unification. It doesn't have to be equal, but it involves everything. It's whole. And so here, mankind has brought in fear to manage. It, it's an interesting thought that one one more scheme of how we might be trying to make a, a paradise of this earth that maybe originally was one, but not necessarily on the terms that we are always so simple for us. I think eventually, the life that we're involved with as a whole, in this Pisces archetype, bec- remembering that Neptune is in its own sign, that is a cycle of fourteen years. We're right at the middle. We still have seven years to go, and it is a dissolving, very perme. It permeates into, into it into so many energies but but so we're in this long growth cycle that is one factor that we're presenting here you know that might relate to other time zones but in its
1: own fashion so so did, go ahead so when you're talking about this the fear factor this is where um they were this is where they were doing predator control yes. and they were using the sounds of the animal the predators that they're controlling, so to speak, and getting rid of them and using fake sounds to replicate the actual animal, right? To yes. in order to to be able to control the prey animals that are now overpopulating because of lack of predator. Yes yeah because we have supplanted right that
0: space And so really it, and again it 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 returns to this factor of how do we live with nature and in part of it is recognizing that nature is going to be nature and that possibly our values are uh, flexible. Ultimately, not easily flexible, you know, but we can shift from thinking that maybe how we use natural resources or how we use land and how we use water, how we even think of all the animals, their purpose, whether they're important and just letting it be, understanding almost like other people, you know, all people have a purpose. Right. Regardless of how it may relate to ourselves,
1: right? Oh, exactly. Well, exactly. What well, people need to understand that like nature has been around probably a whole lot longer than than <laughs> we <laughs> human you. beings have. And no matter <laughs> what Surprise. happens, right, the Earth is going to kick us off at some point because and it has, it, you know, it and it can. has. Right. That's the point. Yeah. Between yeah, whether it's our the little oceans. ladder rung might break, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Down we fall, (laughs) little chicken little.
1: (laughs) Uh, Exactly. It shows, it'll remind us just how small we actually are, right? I mean, nature, after all, will, nature will figure it out if we don't.
0: Very resilient. Yeah. I know. As much as we worry, I think as we're, so there is that factor. Well, these are heady thoughts, and, and we bring them up because it is with that energy of Pisces, and it is something that, individually we have a way of recognizing these elements that that we're unified and somehow the pieces get put together if we keep operating on that level you know
1: right well yeah like you like you were saying earlier it's uh, being able to better manage life how we live life how we live with nature and learning how to cooperate instead of constantly intervening without respect. The trees. Tell us about the trees. Oh, and the trees. I know. So, I know. So, this is interesting. So, I'm going to get off a, just a wee bit here, but I was in the dentist having a root canal done, and the dentist was explaining to me the different layers of the tooth, and and um, I said, well, can't you just yank it, and we just do a <laughs> implant, and he was like, oh, God, I would rather save the tooth. And I was like, so explain. So what he did was he explained to me the different layers of the tooth and how the tooth needs the jaw and the jawbone needs the tooth. And they, they cooperate with each other. And there's a, nu- a nutritional thing that happens. The, the tooth actually provides nutrition to the jaw and just keeps the jawbone strong. And when you take the tooth out, the jawbone loses uh, it loses its calcium and it loses, the, it, it has, you start getting bone loss. So I read, the, and the reason I say this is because I had also recently read this article about trees and how trees root, trees have root systems and they actually have a communication with each other. And it's actually been recorded. This woman actually recorded these trees communicating with each other. By sound but also with their root systems so they've been studying how trees work together and they have these really intricate root systems right root canal root system oh right? ho. yeah oh, oh there's the big <laughs> connection right so I'm well, not like life is like this but, yes. but see this is life That's exactly Pisces. That's and right. it's very Piscean right yes. it's very deep and there are all these like crazy interconnections right so the human body we as people mirror nature if we take the time to stop and really like figure out how how much we nature is represented in us it's like if we look at the sky we have a birth chart we see the sky in us and nature is the same way And these trees they have these crazy intricate root systems and they actually if one's lacking carbon the other tree will like give it carbon or if one needs more moisture they share moisture or if one's shaded and it needs sun like they part in order for the sun to come through i mean Mm. it's just intense it's you know it has a lot to do with like the whole like the nodes too being cancer capricorn in this like family orientation that nature has to care for itself just like you were saying earlier you know and like even with wild animals like wild animals take what they need And what they don't need they leave for other animals right so there's constant which very Piscean, this constant um like decomposition and regeneration happening over and over and over you know animals in nature knows how to work with each other like they they there's constant cooperation i guess
0: it this is so valuable so valuable to know and particularly going back to the trees too to realize that the the unity of that essence of the of a tribe or the the group of it is is has mutual is benefactory, beneficial. Oh, absolutely! That that, that it sustains. Yes, it's not just one tree. I'm thinking of the redwood, for instance, or of course down in, in like the that, Amazon, hmm?
1: right? The Amazon, the Ho rainforest here in Washington. Oh, yes. Oh my, it's amazing.
0: You know, the whole rainforest, I think it's the most rain of anywhere. It's hundreds in, uh, of inches. Yes. So, in other words, this idea that survival is interdependent. Not codependent, but interdependent.
1: interdependent absolutely. That, nature has a way of knowing what everything needs. There's There's a perfect balance in nature. And there's, I mean, it's like... Nature is as sentient a being as we are, people. And pe- like people tend to forget that. Like everything in nature communicates. Everything there's, you know, a, a balance. Yeah, a communication for everything. This is true. And I have thought just
0: because we or any of us, whoever, may think that oneself can't communicate, that therefore they are not communicating. I mean, that's a lot like Helen Keller people turned out that she was a well she w- became blinded and deaf mute you know when she was very young and thankfully a wonderful uh, woman was able to teach her how to communicate but most people thought that she couldn't communicate because in so in other words because the, the animals do communicate the birds right.
1: communicate and they and they have a balance in that they communicate with each other as well i mean you know interspecies yeah. communicate with each other, yeah, and with like you're saying with Helen Keller, there was there was someone there who bothered to actually figure out how to communicate with her. I and think it was with
0: water and the face, right? She, they put her, which is interesting. Water, we're bringing right this water, up. right? Yeah, she. They put the hand under water, and I. It, it's just fascinating to me to think how they ended up communicating because she ultimately wrote books. I mean, very communicative. I remember a cartoon that always struck me. There was a, one was hell and one was heaven. And in hell, these people are all sitting around this big cauldron of soup. And they have, their their arms are being tied up. They're sitting in these chairs around this circle and with big spoons next to them. But they can't get their spoon in the soup, you know, the direction. But in heaven, one person is serving soup to their friend across the way because there's they can manage to get their soup and serve it to somebody else they just can't get it in their own mouth.
1: <laughs> interesting. Uh, isn't that, that that's you know, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a
0: intriguing visual commentary but with as you speak about trees and then animals such as we know that there's and there's animals that 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 actually care for other young you know, oh, other absolu- than their own.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. and Yeah.
0: Right. And a book out on all these odd combinations of, of animals. Animals,
1: right, that that are friends. That sometimes wild think, animals. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, and there's a lot of, like, animals in the wild that will take on others' babies in with their own that one would not expect. Because a lot of times people think that, you know, well, and it is common, that say like lions they will go after the young males that the female lion has when they decide they're going to take over the pride they'll kill the male cubs right that's oh. really common but then a lot of times that doesn't happen they coexist and they'll take the cubs they're I mean, a lot of animals do, and different interspecies. Animals. This
0: instinctive nature, and I think really this is what is missing. We we're all instinctive. Some people operate more on their instincts, and others more cerebral. Some unite at both. There's there's uh, meditation, right? In the intuitive, mm-hmm. right? That people can listen to to try to connect the right and the left brain, but this instinctual. Connection is so important, and just working with it, you know, there's no limits. And I was just noticing a uh, a note here that I'd made, but about Pisces and the water. When we think of those toxins coming in, or whether we think of just the energy of that spirit connection, of however, of a force connecting, there's a little. No limits. It's No boundaries.
1: Right. <laughs> right. It's limitless. Yeah. Oh,
0: here's one. Zebras. Why do zebras have stripes? <laughs> it turns <laughs> out that it wards off flies. I know. Who knew?
1: That's like so fascinating. Yeah. So that's you know, yeah. sort of interesting. It's yeah. And in the, ar- and in the article, yeah, there's a, a pi- an actual coats. picture of a horse and someone made a jacket for the horse (laughs) with zebra stripes on it. It says, a horse wears a zebra-striped coat in an experiment at Hill (gasps) Library
0: in Britain. I wonder if anything like that's good for mosquitoes. You think of all the mosquitoes and stuff. I mean, there could (laughs) be some common sense here on a very innocent (laughs) level. You know, wear some kind of coat that has... (laughs) Mosquito netting. Yeah. (laughs) would Stop that. Well... On a serious note, we do have a few minutes. You know, Antarctica's ice is melting three times faster than in 2007. You know, for a lot of the world here in the north above the equator, it's snowy and so I mean, Seattle doesn't have as much snow. We've had a cold winter, but nothing like And we rest. got a lot
1: of snow compared to other years, I know, just a couple right? of days ago. Right?
0: It snowed in the morning, then it snowed the next morning. Yeah, and then <laughs> we
1: had the blizzard, right? Yeah. <laughs> the blizzard of 2019.
0: <laughs> I guess we can't complain too much. But it was in noticing this snow that lasted for some period of time, you know, a good week or more, and that it seemed to just, on the grass is be stable, right? It was like a covering mm-hmm. but yet it had melted on other areas like with the cement and whatnot. And I was thinking of I was practicing as though it was the Arctic with the ice caps. You know, that it appeared to be stable. Where in actuality, like you know like if you have an ice cube or anything, you know, like a refrigerator. That it it can suddenly just
1: like calve, as it's called, fall off. Right. So, and the Antarctic, I know, it's like, it's so sad. I mean, and there are parts of the Antarctic where, and um, oh God, I was reading the other day where the polar bears actually were coming into people's yards. Yes, rummaging around looking for food because they're starving because the ice is melting and um, they no longer can feed off of the seals and the other animals that are used to hanging out in the um, on the those glaciers with them.
0: It is. It is. We were mentioning that, and it is. It is. There's really.
1: There's huge, huge environmental exactly changes going on right now and um
0: so where does this put us i guess i'm thinking you know we're in we're in a long season i think that's one idea is to realize is that life keeps evolving and we're uh, uh, amazingly not all people have same lifestyles of course across the planet but we have this beautiful earth essentially and so many wonderful facets to use. And cultures have come and cultures have gone. Civilizations have come and civilizations have gone. Right. And animals have come. I mean, there were dinosaurs for two hundred thousand years. Right. Incredible. Until there was a big climatic change.
1: Right. Well, and it's like we were I was we were talking the other night too. It's like there have been so many mass extinctions due to everything from climate change to probably meteors hitting the earth or whatever changing stuff but you know we're also headed towards another great mass extinction so I mean some of it is due to our overly imprinting and some of it is due to natural cycles of climate change. So I think
0: really the message could be to realize that there is a cooperation. There is a balance. I mean, the world did evolve out of many, many give-and-take processes and that our place at this moment in time is to embrace more of the natural and to work with it and to realize that there's a design. Well, the, the de- well, I don't I know about that word, design, but by cooperating, a lot like the roots in the in the with the trees or the the dolphins that feed their the group or the other animals that leave the for another uh, whether it's a hyena or right. some other creature to feed on that there's give and take of resources right
1: absolutely and to start
0: ex- really expanding that and realizing that,
1: it needs to be a priority.
0: Yeah. You know? that, that Somehow nature is going to put us in that position. Right. Exactly. Just like it has
1: before. Absolutely. So yeah.
0: embracing this, that there is a place for everybody. Everybody has a value. Right. You know, like the Hopi is where the time is now. Right. And it's to, you know, if you hang on to the shore, one will only be torn apart down the river. But if one goes into the middle of the river, as the ancients of the Hopi said, that's where you
1: find your tribe. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all need to like, understand the earth, the planet is a huge part of our tribe and we need to start rethinking about how we put our imprint. Oh,
0: you know, I have this here and we spoke of it before. Mas- Masuru Emoto, who wrote about the water crystals. Right. Showing, and there's all these, because he takes, proved it i mean there are netflix y- you can go to netflix and somehow. youtube right and see that and, and yeah and how okay. water
1: communicates yes so i'm yeah.
0: thinking if all of us anytime we have a glass of water think of these loving whatever is loving to oneself of of thankfulness of lovingness of first sh- my oneself for the world or for another you know somewhere is a good place to begin that it is connective it could help the water in your house it could help the water in the river it could help the water that's falling on the earth
1: right yeah and the land yeah, an attitude of gratitude
0: yeah this was how is the united states of america founded and this one is on benjamin franklin's 13 virtues and they have temperance and there's a uh a, 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 is it a snow no it's not a snowflake no, they're water crystals water crystals right and each one is beautiful And one was for temperance. One was for silence, order, resolution, frugality, industry, sincerity, justice, moderation. There's four more. Cleanliness, tranquility, chastity, and humility. So they're each distinctly different. And this is by Masaru, I'll spell that, M-A-S-A-R-U, the first name, Emoto. That's E-M-O-T-O.
1: Masaru Emoto, right?
0: Yes. And you can just Google that and check it out. So, in other words, how we feel, like all the the, the great gurus and even all the talk people, everybody is saying how we feel is what we emote, how we manifest. We could do it
1: immediately on water. Right. Well, it just goes to show. When uh, we take a shower. Right. Well, I mean, and what he's discovered, too, is that water also is a, is sentient. Water understands. Like, he, he did these different things. Yeah, really check it out because the water changed as he said. He talked, like, rough to it, and he would say, like, harsh words and stuff, and the water actually would physically change. Fragmented. So, right. Yeah, not,
0: in you, not in the beauty of symmetry,
1: right? Right. Well, the beauty of symmetry and also that everything on the planet is sentient. Not just us.
0: Oh, I love this, particularly because we are at that moment of Uranus in Taurus. Uranus the trans per, uh, transpersonal planet, right? That of sudden changes of electric, of authentic self, and in sentient Taurus, right? Mm, that's something a great to think way.
1: about. Food for thought.
0: Yes, and feel and touch and right? experience. Exactly. So talking with like George Washington Carver, we only have about a minute. Oh, that reminds me. Next week we Carol Dimitrov, who is with OPA. She lives she's an astrologer. Opa is organizational professional astrology. She's an outreach person, connected on the board. She's an astrologer, a medium, and we will be talking about Pisces. And our psychic energies are birthright again, a very dynamic part, which is so incorporated with what we've been saying here essentially too, that the forces of in this day and language, boy, it gets so tough to say things like spirit, you know the grandeur of spirit. but really we're not whole unless we have what however we want to define that. you know that, that life force, right? <laughs>
1: Exactly, the deep life force.
0: Ooh, thank you, Shannon.
1: <laughs> thank you, Sue.
0: And thank you, audience. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos. This show, where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.